All right. <clears throat> Greetings, everyone. Thank you for joining us again for another episode of Pivoting During the Pandemic. Tonight, we're going to be interviewing uh, one of my good, 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 good pastor friends, uh, Reverend Jari Shaw, just to try to figure out some of those things that um, entrepreneurs and people in ministry, what they've had to do and what he's had to do during um, the pandemic. So, uh, Reverend Shaw, um, I've been attending the God Encounter Conference for the past five years. So go ahead and introduce yourself and tell people about the God Encounter. I am Pastor Jared Shaw. I am the founder of the God Encounter and the God Encounter Conference, which is a monthly gathering of worshipers and believers uh, who have come to seek more of God. It is a prophetic service. It is a healing service, deliverance. It is intentional and intense worship uh, where the spirit of God can just do whatever God wants to do to uh, bring wholeness and health to the believer. And so from the service, God birthed the God Encounter Conference, mm -hmm. uh, which we now hold twice a year, thank the Lord, yeah. once here in the city of Atlanta. And this will be our second year hosting it in Miami, Florida. Hey. Excited about that. Amen. We're coming to Miami again. And uh, it has just been an honor. It has been an uh, act of obedience to do so. Um, it has been a stretch of my abilities and capabilities um, and uh, reaching out and just finding resources and making it happen. Uh, we built a website, something that I never thought in a million years I'd be able to have for my personal ministry. Mm -hmm. It has expanded my name and um, we also do something live three days a week called the Evening Encounter, which is a branch of the God Encounter, uh, which we do Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays on Facebook Live. Uh, and we've had thousands of people to view from several different nations around the world, nice. uh, many of them being in the UK and South Africa. So I'm just been so excited about that, hearing that news. And yeah, God is taking us international. Praise the Lord. Amen. Okay. So tell me a little bit more about how, well, at the onset of the pandemic, of course, all businesses and entrepreneurs were affected. So can you tell me a little bit how the um, pandemic has affected your business or your ministry? Absolutely. Well, mm -hmm. I think for most churches around the nation and around the world, this pandemic and the quarantine has hit us in such a manner. Um, you know, the, the entire premise of most faith-based institutions is our ability to gather, us gathering into one place for service, for worship, for trainings, for any of that. Uh, the, the foundations of the church came in our ability to gather together, forsake not to assemble yourselves together. Yeah. Um, and so that has been um, kind of a hard thing to do um, and to navigate for most churches. Thankfully, in the birthing of uh, my ministry of the God Encounter, and now I'm pastoring uh, Kingdom Covenant Church. Kingdom, KCC. Yeah, KCC <laughs> all the way. Um, and now that I'm pastoring, we've helped to base a lot of the foundations of our ministry in our social media outlets. Okay. And so, you know, we have taken a hit, of course, not being able to gather. And I'm just one of those preachers. I love to see your face. I want to hug you. I want to talk to you. You know, we pray with you. We lay hands on the sick and everybody in between. Um, and so it has been definitely a struggle just being virtual. Mm -hmm. um, 
the level of giving has kind of been wavering in the in the support of it, of course, with this pandemic and financially what is able to um, happen for churches and for ministries and nonprofits that we are literally based off of the free will offerings and the giving of people. And mm -hmm. so most of our giving happens as we gather. So not being able to gather has forced us to do some, you know, really different turns and to make some different uh, changes in how we determine to interact with people. So we've had to be a little bit more creative now with how we interact with the saints. Okay, so you, you said something there. So tell me about those different changes or those pivots you had to make for your ministry and for the God Encounter. Well, number one, on any given Sunday, um, on a regular Sunday without the God Encounter. So we have a monthly service every second Sunday, which is the God Encounter. But on Sunday mornings, we would definitely have um, our members would gather and the adults would be in one space and our youth would be in another space. Okay. And so our youth ministry would be able to gather and they'd be able to talk and plan things that they want to do while we have active ministry happening with the adults and the children simultaneously. And so now that has kind of been broken up because everybody is scattered. So we've had to try to come up with creative ways of staying connected. You know, Facebook is great, but on any given Facebook Live, even like this, you know, we are uh, subjected to them seeing us. Mm -hmm. us responding to their questions, but not able to see their faces. Mm -hmm. And so there are a lot of things that people are able to hide, for instance, mm -hmm. when you cannot see them face to face. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my, my, my grandmother used to say, I need you to come over here so I can look you in your eyes. Mm -hmm. You know, there's something about being able to see people face to face. And so we've kind of had to make some turns that where we would only use, you know, the abbreviated free version of Zoom, you know, in times past. Now we've had to go to the pro level version of Zoom to be able to connect, to do Bible studies, to have church meetings. Whoever thought we'd have to go digital with church meetings. <laughs> Lord have mercy. That's a um, yeah, we're now setting up and doing creative things for uh, our worship services now. Instead of us uh, just having regular church now, we've been forced to do uh, what I've entitled Kingdom Worship Live. Okay. So we go live, amen, from the living room and literally have the band and the worship singers there. And so it has um, limited us greatly. In that, you know, you've had to come into a place of determining what's important, what mm -hmm. is valid for this very moment, and what can you cut out. Okay. Okay. So what are those things that you had to cut out other than meeting with people or meeting with the congregation or even being able to look people in their eyes and connect with them physically and emotionally? What are some of those things you had to cut out? <sighs> Even the, I, I think that's the, the basis of what we do as a church. Your, your connectivity um, has leveled out, you know, almost no connectivity, of course. You know, we can do drive-bys and things like that. But our saints, you know, for KCC's sake, you know, they're scattered. As far as the God encounter, people come to the God encounter from all churches because it's an evening service. It's an ecumenical kind of service, a gathering after church. And so being able to keep up with those kind of numbers and those kind of people uh, has been a bit difficult uh, mm -hmm. for the God encounter and especially with us not being able to have our monthly service. Right. And so it has been um, very, very difficult being able to cut out just 
that part of the service itself. Oh. That, that whole encounter now no longer exists. Wow. So we had to um, create, you know, the evening encounter and try to make it the God encounter, but it's still not the same. I'm telling you, that is definitely a service that has to be experienced. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So for fellow entrepreneurs or other uh, ministry folk who have uh, ministries or small churches or even large churches, what are some of those suggestions that you can give to those people who have those, you know, those churches that are really struggling during this pandemic? Absolutely. One of the number one things that you can absolutely do is find out what your people need. Mm. I know for, for KCC, you know, they love my preaching. They love my teaching. But in the beginning, they were like, Pastor, when are we going to get some worship? One of the foundations of our church and our ministry is based in our ability to worship and to gather and to sing the songs of Zion. And so one of the things I had to do was listen to the people and find out what is it that you want? Even in this, what is it that you need? And so um, creating that unique experience for your people. Number two, I think it's very important to deal with your people uh, intently that you are leading and not always try to deal with those who are on the outskirts. I think that for any business and entrepreneur, know your base, <clears throat> know the people that um, you reach to that are faithful to you. Don't change to try to reach people who are not uh, loyal. Mm -hmm. Loyalty matters in times like this, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Loyalty matters and, and it becomes the fingerprint or footprint for your success. So the more people that you have recurring to your business, the more people you see coming back to your lives, coming back to your streaming uh, platforms, that matters. You're creating loyalties between you and them. And so I think to change and to become something else than what they're expecting, you know, if I just came up, me, I'm loud, I'm boisterous, I'm intense, you know, um, for me to become very docile, I think would make me boring to the people who've gravitated to my ministry. Mm -hmm. And for us to not sing and not have worship and not have music, you know, made it nothing. It, it took away from what made us us. Mm -hmm. And so I think that you have to, number one, you know, know your crowd. Number two, listen to them and be loyal to them. Mm -hmm. And then number three, I think it's coming up and finding creative ways of reaching your people so that they don't become bored. Mm. Uh, it's very easy on social media to just keep scrolling. You know, mm. when you're in church and you get bored, you can zone out and come back in and zone out. Don't don't act like it. we've all done it. We've all done it. <laughs> uh, you can zone out and come back in and then zone out and come back in. And all of that is very possible. But when you are on Facebook Live and there are so many other choices and right. there are so many other possibilities you have to do it you have to make it precise you have to make it intentional you have to hit the nail on the head every time and mm -hmm. so um i think it causes you to be more intentional in your presentation and finding creative ways to keep them involved uh, mm -hmm. one thing that i i started doing is called a church check-in Okay. And so I pull the saints on Zoom and we just do a church check in. Come on here, cut the camera on with your rollers in, with your hair pinned up, with your scarf on, your bonnet on. Let me look at you. I want to see it. We want to laugh. We want to talk. Uh, we gave uh, Netflix suggestions last night. We did Hulu suggestions. What are you watching? Right. Mm -hmm. What are some good shows? And we're able to share in that way. 
Uh, aside from Zoom and Facebook Live, we also have a group meet with just the church members okay. so that we're able to divulge information. Do you have a contact log for the people that you are connecting with? Mm. I think that's very important. How are you getting them information on a consistent basis? Mm -hmm. uh, keeping that level of connectivity. So when people get sick, especially in the church, you need to know that. And yeah. so without them having to do, you know, that, you know, that old school telephone, it's one person had to call this person, had to call that person. And 12 people got the news before it got to the pastor, mm -hmm. you know. So now when something like that happens, you know, we they'll call us directly, amen. And then we're, I'm amen and like I'm in church. And then <laughs> we're able to, you know, if necessary, divulge certain information or through our group meet for just our members so that what's in the house doesn't get out of the house. Right, 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 right. Okay. Um, and just creating those things. Okay. So other than Zoom, what are some other resources that you may suggest for those um, small ministries or those ministries that are struggling right now? Absolutely. Facebook Live is going to be one of your best tools. There are other um, uh, web casting tools that you can use. Uh, mm -hmm. One of which that we are using right now is uh, Wirecast and Webcast, which allows us to create while the live is going on. There's also something uh, that we've just downloaded and started using um, um, Switcher Studio. Switcher Studio allows you to be able to go back and forth and to go live on Facebook and YouTube simultaneously while giving you different angles and edges to be able to use um, to create just that, that more enhanced look. And okay. so um, I think instead of going straight on all the time and it's just you in the camera and the camera's looking up your nose, praise the Lord. I think that it's important for you to be able to, you know, have different angles, have different looks, have different spaces and places that you are able to um, capture it. You know, different angles give a brand new freshness. We talk about it in music. Modulations give a freshness to the song. And so I think that even when it comes to visual effects, different angles give a freshness to the view and it keeps people more interested. Mm, okay. Okay. So um, another question. So now, how has this encouraged you to do church differently once we come out of the, the pandemic or uh, the God encounter differently once we, you know, get back to normalcy? If we can. Right. Um, it has definitely encouraged me to look at what's important. I think this pandemic trends the fact. Oh, this pandemic trims the fluff, it trims the fat, so that we are not focusing on the minors wow. um, that, that, that come with ministry. Um, okay. I think that for the sake of timing, to make people feel like they have not wasted their time, we have elongated services, we have elongated moments trying to wait on people to show up. Uh, we have elongated moments trying to wait on people to finally get engaged. You know, we got to sing five songs in worship to get you engaged before you can finally lift your hands because you got mad at the traffic that was happening. You know, you got to sit at all these kinds of things. It has definitely tripped the fat. And so now you're seeing churches who would normally have two and a half hour services do it in an hour. Right, right, right. Some churches sell it 90 minute service in and out, what you said. Uh <laughs> Okay, uh, let's go to the comments. Let's see if anybody has any questions. Hey, Lady Shaw. Y'all see Lady Shaw? She said, hey, y'all. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> let's see if we have any questions. Uh, hey, hey, uh, uh, my route. 
How y'all doing out there? Okay. The cola's on. Hey. Hey, Nicola. Show it. Hi, Nicola. Hey, girl. Okay. We don't have any questions per se, but rep. Um. So, just with your ministry in general, right? What sets your ministry apart? Just random question. I have endeavored to be very intentional and transparent in ministry. Mm -hmm. and to uh, have integrity in the prophetic. Um, a lot of people have been afraid of the prophetic because it has been, uh, Lord, you took me down this road. The integrity of the prophetic has been drugged through the mud. My, my. Certain people who have not um, had proper training, even though they were very gifted. Mm -hmm. And gifting and ability has nothing to do with accountability. My. And so my endeavor, and I believe that a part of my mandate is to uh, show a level of integrity in the prophetic. Um, it is definitely biblical for us to uh, receive an offering. Amen. In the Bible, they never came before the prophet without an offering. But we also cannot be like Hophni and Phineas, the sons of Eli, before mm -hmm. Samuel came on the scene, who would take the fat, mm -hmm. who would take the best of the meat before the sacrifice is even given. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's very important for us to have integrity. Don't go on Facebook looking up people before you go to church so that you can think you can prophesy. You know, that that is that kind of stuff. I didn't even know people. I found out later people were doing this kind of foolishness. Why are you looking me up on Facebook so that you can prophesy to me? That's given knowledge. God is speaking mysteries. He's speaking truth. And you don't have to do that in this hour. The power of God is real. And if you have it, it's going to show. And so what I've endeavored to do and that people have come and said, prophet, you spoke this and this happened. You said this and this happened. It's not me making it happen. It's God backing up what he said through the mouth of his prophet. And so the God encounter has been able to progress and grow the way that it has because I have not endeavored to manipulate for the sake of numbers. Mm. That I've wanted to be intentional in watching people grow. Um, I've had uh, faith leaders and, and PKs, preachers, kids to come to my conference and say, prophet, when I left the God Encounter Conference, I learned something. I've been in church all my life. I've been going to church conferences all my life. My parents are pastors. My and I have not found a conference that makes me want to come and learn and grow in God like the God Encounter. I'm a witness. And, and I think I think it awakens the gift. It awakens passion uh, for a lot of people who are naturally gifted, who are in denominations that do not necessarily believe or embrace the prophetic. They do not embrace the supernatural. I don't know how you can worship a God that's supernatural and not embrace the supernatural. But that's neither here nor there. It has allowed for those people who have been naturally gifted to not feel crazy. Oh, what you are hearing, what you are seeing, what you are, what you are experiencing is real. Okay. It is relatable. It is viable. And you are not by yourself. Oh, my. So let me ask you, um, how are you able to remain humble with all that God has gifted you with, with all that God has given you? How are you able to remain humble? Because, you know, some experiences, you know, some people don't remain humble. They, 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 God has gifted them and blessed them with large numbers of people and then they kind of lose it. How do you remain humble in, in, in what you've done and what God has allowed you to create? That's a good question. I think 
first of all, I realized that it's not me. Mm. Um, I can't get credit for anything that happened. <laughs> I was only the mouthpiece. It wasn't even my thought to say it to you. Oh my. You know, the 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 way that the prophetic works um, for me is that I'll see it, I'll sense it, or God will give me a piece of it. And when I start talking, the rest of it comes out. A lot of times I'm hearing the prophecy at the same time you are. So I can't take credit. You can only boast and be arrogant when it's you. Oh when you are aware that everything that is happening around you has absolutely nothing to do with you, that God can do it with you or without you, mm -hmm. that what I do does not require me to actually be present, really, that God, if God started talking through donkeys and roosters, he'll start talking <laughs> through anything. And that it becomes my privilege. It becomes an honor to be a mouthpiece of God. I was born for this. Mm -hmm. um, in 2012, uh, I got sick. I had food poisoning. I was out of the state. I was working in um, St. Louis, Missouri. And I got sick. And before then, I told God I wanted to quit. Yeah. I told God I don't want to preach no more. I'm not going to prophesy. I'm not going to work in the church no more. I'm smart. I'm intelligent. I went to college. I can go get a corporate job wear my nice corporate suits so I can drive my nice corporate car and live in my nice corporate house. I don't have to do this. I don't have to deal with this. And um, after being sick for two and a half months <laughs> and the doctors did not know how to, they were changing my medicines every couple of days because nothing was working. And uh, every preacher I knew came to pray for me. Oh my. I, I was greased up. They poured all on my head. They laid hands on me. They prayed for me. I had prayer cloths. But when God has his hand on you, there is nothing anybody can do until God decides to lift it. And um, it happened one morning about 3.13 a.m. Mm. He appeared to me at the bottom of my bed and he told me this. It changed my life and I've never forgotten it. He said, if you don't want to do what I put you in the earth to do, oh you won't have to exist. Oh Lord. He didn't say you don't have to live. He said you don't have to exist. Oh my. And that moment let me know that if I am unwilling to pursue my purpose, to go after my destiny, to come into a place of obedience to the will of God for my life, that he would wipe me out of existence. People would forget my name. They would never know who I was. I could have the biggest funeral and the next day everybody forgets I ever existed. My and that moment brought me into a place of sobriety. It brought me into a place of reality that who I am is only because of who he is and what he called me to do. Mm -hmm. And so you can't be arrogant <laughs> when you know that if at any time he lifts his hand, you can drop dead. Whenever he says so. Wow. We do have a question, though. Okay. We have a question. You can look at the screen. It says, um, Melissa asks, can you maintain a relationship with God without going to into a physical church? The power mm -hmm. of the church is this. Her name was Melissa. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Melissa, the power of the church is this. You can read. You can study. But there are people that God has called to do this. Mm -hmm. How shall they hear without a preacher? 
how shall they preach unless they be sent? Right? And so it is important that going into a physical building now with virtual church is kind of up in the air. But you want to make sure that you are getting a consistent, good, godly diet. What does that mean? That if you are watching churches, make sure that they're preaching and their words are not conflicting. Right? Mm -hmm. It's almost like you want to eat eggs and ice cream. That's conflicting information. Both of them are good in their respective places, but you can't eat it all. Mm -hmm. and so you have to be careful of your diet. What going into the physical church does is that it allows you to assemble together with other believers. Believe me, there is relief. There is peace. There is joy when you begin to gather together with other believers. What happens is, is that we take the believer and we make them God. Or we take the pastor or the leader and we make them God. You're not there to worship them. Their opinions, opinions do not matter. The word of God that is being preached, the oracles, the principle of God that should be displayed there are what matter. And you need to go to church in order to get those because you will not get the full revelation sitting there trying to read by yourself. God called the preacher on purpose. Mm. That's good. That's good. Thank you, Melissa, for your question. Let's see. I think that was it. So go ahead, um, Reverend, tell people about the God Encounter Conference, and it's going to be in June or July here in Miami. July. July 23rd to the 25th, we will be in Miami, Florida mm -hmm. um, for the God Encounter Conference Miami. This is the second year that we are hosting this conference and last year, the power of God moved so mightily. I'm telling you, it was unbelievable. Uh, on that Saturday, we were supposed to be having classes. And I was teaching a class on the prophetic. And um, the power of God started moving. At the same time, people got filled with the Holy Ghost and started. Uh, we started casting out demons at the exact same time. It was the wildest thing I'd ever seen in my life. And uh, we were in that service, I know, for three hours because another rotation of people kept coming in every hour, every hour. A whole new group and set of people started walking into the church building. It was absolutely phenomenal. People got delivered. People got the words that they were looking for. People got healed. They got set free. They received confirmation after confirmation of what the Lord wanted to do in their lives and what they had been sensing and seeing and feeling and not knowing how to get. And so this conference has been um, a life changer. And that's why, you know, the warfare gets me for this conference is, is crazy every year. Uh, but I continue to persevere and to keep going in it because it's changing lives. And um, I believe that's what this is really all about. It's about the ability to change the lives of people and to bring them closer to God. Okay. And it's July? July 23rd through the 25th. Let me add uh, that. Miami, Florida. All of the information is uh, on our website, www.jarashaw.org. Uh, our host hotel for that, we have a host hotel, isn't that nice? Uh, <laughs> our host hotel for that is the Marriott Courtyard, Fort Lauderdale Airport and Cruise Port. So those who are flying in are flying into Fort Lauderdale. And from the airport, the hotel is providing a shuttle from the airport straight to the hotel. You don't have to pass go and you don't have to collect $200. All right. Okay. You can call the hotel directly and make reservations there. 
I'm so grateful that you actually agreed to do this. Everybody, most people that really know me, I'm, you know, I'm a little shy. I don't need to ask and talk. But um, I'm so glad you agreed to do this. I mean, the first five people was like, yeah, sure. I was like, oh, okay, let me write down some dates then. So everybody said, oh, yes. And I'm so glad that I got an opportunity to, to, to interview you. Um, this has been a long time coming. We all know. And I'm so proud of you. You know, those of you who are watching, I hope you know that Leela is one of the most creative minds I have ever met in my life. Mm -hmm. I think when I first uh, met her, name is even creative because I used every vowel in her <laughs> name when I first met her. <laughs> I used every vowel in her name when I first met her. And she was like, Rev, the eye is silent. I said, what? And they just let me call you for two years. I just called you by the wrong name and you just didn't say nothing. Nope. But <laughs> one day you was probably just sick of it. Listen, my name is Leela. <laughs> but you're one of the most creative people I've ever seen in my life. Uh, even what you're doing with uh, this pivoting during the pandemic is a necessary conversation that people are in panic because everybody's not getting the stimulus for their business and they need to know that this thing is changing. I believe with all of my heart that we will never go back to how things were, that we are definitely in a new season. We're not even in a new season. We're in a new era. Mm -hmm. The whole era has changed. Seasons come and go, but an era is an expanded time. And I believe that we are in a new era and that it is necessary for us to learn how to do things um, a different way. And so to make that pivot, I think is very necessary. But you're one of the most creative people. I've used her to help build my website uh, on more than one occasion. And she's about to do it again. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you like how you that right there? Amen. Amen. She's building a website for my wife for what she's doing. And she's just, she's that, that kind of creative mind. Uh, her old pastor, Pastor uh, the Reverend, pastor, John F. White II, told me, he said, Leela is one of the most creative people I've ever met in my life. I've never met anybody that can do what she does. And that is definitely an apostolic and a prophetic gifting that uh, expands outside of the church. To be able to see in living color what people just put down on words is absolutely amazing. And I don't want you to ever second guess your gift. You just got to learn how to focus it in and pull it into the right place and give yourself time to rest. Because she's the kind of person, no, let me point to the other way. She's the kind of person <laughs> yeah. that will work herself till she's exhausted and then don't want to do nothing. So, you know, the more she learns in this pivot to find rest, to recharge, you know what I mean? I think that it becomes, um, you become more potent. And, and so I think that this is going to be amazing. Her ideas on marketing and business are mind-blowing. And so I believe God's going to do great, great, great things through you, even in this. I think it took a pandemic where, where you see the suffering of the creatives to wake you up, to say, you know what, God, you've been giving me this for years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ain't yeah. I'm just talking. Yeah, don't you make know, me on tissue. Don't do this, okay? <laughs> you know, God, you've been giving me this for years, and I didn't know why you were doing this. I've been fought on it. I've been dreaming about it, and now, you know, I see why. And I think God always gives you a vision before he gives you a reason. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs>
He gives you a vision before he gives you a reason. Somebody better write that down. I'm just talking out here. I hope somebody's getting it. Wait a minute. But God will give you a vision before he gives you a reason. And I think now you're seeing your reason and it's expanding your vision and giving you confidence in what God has put in you because it's very powerful. It's very potent. And it is not like anything we've ever seen before. One of my good friends and my my personal graphic artist, I don't know if he's still on the line, but Quentin Allen, Quentin was watching. Uh, I don't know if he's still on or not. And Quentin does most of my graphics and all of that. And, you know, when they collaborate together, it's just an explosion just begin, <laughs> begins to happen. I'm like, oh, my God, I never thought it would turn into this, you know. And that's a very, very, very powerful gift to be able to take that every business owner, every entrepreneur, Yes. You better go find yourself a good graphic artist. You need to go find yourself a brand ambassador. Yes. yes. Come on here. The God encounter is branded. You hear me? Whenever you see that crown on anything that we do, we have branded it. Amen. And so you've got to find your place of branding, not just the spiritual sense, but in the natural. You've got to do what's necessary and you can't do it all by yourself. And yes. so I've been grateful to uh, meet you and to uh, know Quentin and to have them work together. And so uh, my life, my ministry is easier when I turn it over to them because I'm, I'm creative. I can sing you under the pew. I can prophesy. I can preach. Uh, but I can't do flyers. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> She'll tell you I can't do what I can do. I'm trying to tell entrepreneurs it's worth it to make the investment into marketing and creating a complete branding and marketing plan. Now, some people think, or marketing plan in general, some people think that it's not the worst. I can't afford it. But if you if you do three months with the um, with the entrepreneur center, because that's one of the things that I have now is, I have a um, opportunity where entrepreneurs can sign on with me for three months, and in those three months, I'm not gonna make you a million dollars. But what I will do, I will put your plan together so that you can take off. The Bible says, now we write, in the book tonight. It's all right. <laughs> write the vision and make the plan so that. Other people can run with it. It ain't my vision. You get what I'm saying? I just make you, you know, help you bring it to life. And God has really, really gifted me. I know. And I'm, you know, a little shy about it. But don't be shy. This is the time of boldness. Pointing his own. He said, hey, y'all. Uh, <laughs> um, this is definitely the time to, you know, in things like this, I think what you've been doing in the shadows and, and in the background really begins to shine forth in times like this. Mm -hmm. um, who you really are starts coming out when the pressure is put on you. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm grateful that whatever God did to put you in a place that you not only dreamed and wrote and created, but that you started implementing that. Because I think that becomes a part of the dreaming process. Mm -hmm. Okay, I wrote the vision. I wrote it down. Now what do I do? Mm -hmm. And you cannot implement. God does not bless what's in your head. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. He's not going to put his hands on what's in your head. He blessed when he put it in your head. So now you got to put it to action. Right. And I think I think the pandemic helped me to focus because mm. I, mean, I I do a, whole, a lot of things. I do graphics outside of graphics. I do plus size modeling. I do this. I do that. So it, it really helped me to focus, sit down and be like, OK, you know what I mean? I already had the ideas for the T-shirts. My T-shirts have been designed so long ago. You know what I mean? And I I. 
put up a website just to say I put it up. And then once I actually focused, I was able to really put something together that I, I like because it's hard to design for myself. I'm sorry because I'm picky. I like certain things, certain ways, certain fonts I do not like. So it's hard to design for myself, but God has really put me, you know, aligned what he has done, you know, what he's put inside of me to actually put that thing down on paper and actually put it to action. So it's been a journey. I mean, I don't know, I don't know about nobody else, but if you don't come out of this pandemic with some kind of education, some kind of business, some kind of plan, you have wasted the time that God has set aside for us to, because I personally think that this is what God has done so that we can actually refocus and realign with him because a lot of people, I saw it on, on um, a video on Facebook the other day, like the preacher was saying, um, God has taken all the fluff out. And the only thing that we can focus on is the word at this point and what he has put into us and for us to do. So I, I've taken this time to really, really, really focus and to get the ball rolling. Yes, I think it focuses us into what's purposeful. You know, the fluff is everything that has nothing to do with purpose. I've spent time in the last couple of weeks really teaching on the power of purpose mm -hmm. and what purpose is and how to discover what purpose is. And I'm sure you've always had an eye for color. You've mm -hmm. always had an eye for creativity. You've always, those are things that have always been inside of you from the time that you were a child. What life does, what matriculation through life does is it takes what's been naturally given to you and allows you to focus on it so that you can find what your purpose is and attack it with precision. Mm -hmm. Jesus even, I'm in the book again, Jesus, when he was 12 years old, after his bar mitzvah, goes into the synagogue and sits with scribes and teachers. Mm -hmm. He does not teach them. At this point, he asked them questions. They were astonished at the questions he asked. And many of us have not taken this particular quiet time to ask the right questions. Mm. People are on Facebook, on social media right now, talking about how to do everything for free. They are just on live giving you free information that they normally charge hundreds of dollars for. Absolutely. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, Leela, Leela is not cheap. <laughs> That's Quentin, how you know. Quentin is not cheap. You understand what I'm saying? But here she is. She is creating a space that she's going to help you build. Every entrepreneur help you build from the ground up everything you need to be a success. Branding means everything. When you see Starbucks, you immediately think coffee. Mm -hmm. Branding is so powerful that when they see your name, when they see your logo, it becomes synonymous with a thing. So it's important to have all of these things in, in place to know what is it that you want? What is it that you're looking for? When they started talking about the God encounter, I was thinking, you know, Michelangelo's picture of God and man touching him. <laughs> That's initially it. But then I got with, you know, a graphic artist that said, no, we're not doing that. Mm -hmm. But when you think about God, what do you think about? I said, well, I think about his majesty. Said, well, what about a crown? Yeah, let's do that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so then the crown becomes graphically the emblem for the God encounter. It becomes so important that you ask the right questions. 
You can never create. You can never become. You can never go forward without asking the right questions. And so I'm grateful that even in times like this, when we don't have access to a lot of these people, that people are doing uh, things like what you're doing now with this to ask the right questions for people. How do I pivot? How do I make this change? How do I not let my ministry dry up and die because I can't get together and run a revival? I have had revival from here to Miami to Cleveland, Ohio, <laughs> from my living room through this pandemic. I have literally preached in Ohio from my living room or from my office in this pandemic. Didn't have to board an airplane. Nothing. So the power of this is to show you that there's no distance between you and your destiny. Mm. So I hope somebody writes that down. I'm going to go back and get these notes myself. The Holy Ghost talking tonight. All the business owners, you've been invaded by the Holy Ghost tonight. <laughs> there is no distance between you and your destiny. You can make more money sitting in your house at a computer if you're creative enough than you would ever going into anybody's office. Mm -hmm. If you think that working for somebody else is going to make you wealthy, you have another thing coming. Mm -hmm. There are seven or eight possible streams of income yeah. in this world. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have at least three of them, you're about to be in trouble. Because if they can afford to even pay you $60,000 a year, most of us would be like, well, that's good enough to hold me. You know, that. imagine what they're making off of you. Exactly. Exactly. They got their own pocket spots and, and Teslas and things. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I absolutely, absolutely agree. I actually have, I have the Entrepreneur Center, 4C Graphics, of course, and I actually started with... Um, Total life changes, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. With multiple streams of income. And I, I think that people get discouraged when they don't see, um, when they don't see people like them doing the things that they do and they kind of get discouraged. Like maybe I can't do this. I think for me, what took so long was I really didn't believe in what I could do. I think mm -hmm. and I, I was like, okay, everybody's like, yeah, you good. But it wasn't until I believed that I can, you know, do something different and be different and being okay with being different. Right. Um, <laughs> being okay with being different is a hard task to achieve, I promise you. But once you once I got to that point, it was like, okay, this is who I am, and I just have to be okay with it. I have to be. I'm just so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so grateful that you really that you agreed to do this with me. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm so grateful. So um I put your website in this um, in the chat. So those who um, wanted to actually attend the God Encounter Conference in July, this uh, Reverend Shaw's website is in the comments. So I'm just prayerful and glad that everybody was able to come in and show up for me and show up and see, talk to Reverend Shaw. If anyone have any other questions, now is the time um, because we're about to we're about to head out. Thanks again, Rev. You're the best. How can people contact you? Um, you can contact me here on Facebook. Uh, Jara Shaw. You can also do so. Our ministry Facebook page is J Shaw Ministries. Uh, that way you can get in and be a part of our evening encounters and know everything that is happening. Also on Instagram, Jara Shaw One. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you can also reach the Entrepreneur Center. My website is My Entrepreneurs Center. 
um.com and on Instagram is the underscore entrepreneur center. And of course you can reach me, Leela Ford here on Facebook. So it's been an honor. I'm so glad. I'm so grateful. So Thank I hope everybody got someone out, something out of this. If you didn't miss in the comments, God bless you. Keep you uh rewatch this and catch some of those nuggets that um that um Reverend Shaw put out there. And um next I uh, know on the 19th, no Sunday. What Sunday's date? What do I have? 17. Yes, on the 17th, I will be with uh, Miss Cindy Godfrey. She actually has a, a online boutique and she started her, uh, well, refocused her interior design. So I hope to see you here Sunday um, between six and seven. So I hope everyone have a good night. Thanks, Reverend Shaw, once again. Okay. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye bye.